Welcome to the Incomplete Podcast, hosted by Kelly. Because if a defense can predict you, a defense can defend you. All I received was a meme of Forrest Gump that said, I may not be a smart man, but I know John Elway is GOAT. In time, you could see that he's clearly interfering with them. He's grabbing a hold of his jersey. He's, you can even see him tugging on it as fans trying to catch the ball. If you saw me right now, if you and I came face to face, hands are gonna be thrown because no one messes with my Broncos. Strap up and protect those chains. They will have the opposing passes go. Wow. Come on, y'all. Russell Wilson. Holy. Um, very exciting. Very exciting indeed. Um, the last time Incomplete was on the podcast airwaves, Hackett became our new head coach, and the last few weeks for the Broncos has been quite the high. Um, sadly, due to her busy student teaching schedule, Kelly could not join us for this amazing episode, but I like to say that I am very proud of her chasing her dream to becoming a teacher. Love you very much, Kelly. But for this episode, we have the return of Mile High Sports, an awesome friend of the pod, not to mention the one of the queens of the halftime app, Lindsay Bebo. Hello. I I have not done a podcast, I want to say, since we started 2022. So that I'm like, as I'm saying that out loud, that just doesn't seem possible but I think that's the case I don't think I've done a podcast since we started 2022 so I am stoked to be here I'm stoked to get my feet wet again hopefully I haven't lost a beat (laughs) well let's hope that we all haven't lost a beat because I know it's been some time I'm surprised it's been so long since you've been on a podcast I know I'm kind of in this weird era of life where I don't know what I'm doing I don't know what it is that I want to do um, there were plans to do things. Those plans have fallen through. I think I want to do things that I don't, I don't know what I'm doing right now. Um, so I don't, I, it's just, just kind of what's happened. Um, uh, it's not that I don't like podcasting. It's not that I don't want to do podcasting. It just had the opportunity hasn't really presented itself. And when you reached out, I didn't even hesitate. I was like, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I need to come back. Last time I was on, I actually, last time I was on, I was still living at home so I've since moved out. So there's nobody that is going to come knocking on my door. <laughs> We're not going to get any yells of, mom, I'm recording. Yeah. And if for whatever reason somebody does, I will make sure I'm on mute this time. <laughs> I did think I was on mute last time. Apparently not. <laughs> well, apparently Benjamin Albright liked it a lot that he made it his ringtone at some point. So Stop. No, he didn't. Apparently that's what he tweeted right at me. So. I did not see that. Oh my god! Oh, that's just, okay. Great, awesome. Well, <laughs> how many people can say they've been somebody's ringtone before? Right. <laughs> uh, 
but like I've said, like Kelly and I, we haven't been on since literally around the time the George, oh geez, the George Hackett, the Nathaniel Hackett <laughs> thing happened. My my brain has been so fried. Um, I get it. I get it. For all the incomplete listeners who haven't heard, which I'll be surprised if you haven't heard yet. Um, not only has Kelly started her student teaching, but I started my student teaching. So my brain is all over the place. Um, <laughs> so it, as I had mentioned, it was going to be really hard to get us both at one, one point. Wow. I feel really bad. Is that why we were going to do Sunday night? So everyone can do it. And then I had to bail. No, 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 no. Um, so uh, it, it's been really difficult for us because this, this is kind of the reason why our podcast takes a break during the off season because we're all doing different things. And plus we're not as, as much as I was into the draft and into free agency when I, during my time for on the orange, it's just, especially like last year, um, I had to do my practicum for student before student teaching. And so there wasn't really a whole lot of time in between doing a podcast, doing a practicum, working full-time, doing everything else. And that was kind of the same with Kelly. So there's no one's at fault for why this has been so delayed. Like we we try to do at least two episodes during the off season. Um, but usually our, our time to shine is between August and January. Okay. Okay. I get it. I get it. Life, life comes at you fast. Yeah. It, if you don't stop uh, and look, look around every now and then, you might just miss it. Absolutely. <laughs> so with that said, I do want to thank you. I'll be thanking you probably a hundred times this episode for jumping in when one of us has been out of commission. I know we Kelly and I enjoyed having you on last. It was actually around this time last year for our Women's History Month podcast. Oh, that's oh, perfect. Again, how has it already been a year? Mm-hmm. How is that possible? <sighs> I have no idea. But because I know a couple people heard my takes on it when I was on your halftime would you call it the ha- your halftime podcast? I think it's kind of like a podcast. So we're actually not doing it anymore. <laughs> no, I know, I know. Like I said, Brie is just in a Brie is thriving right now, and she knows exactly what she wants to do, and she has all of these incredible opportunities that she she just she needs to take, and she needs to take full advantage of. And I'm unfortunately in this place where. I don't know what I it is that I'm supposed to be doing. So unfortunately, mm-hmm. we're just kind of on different timelines. And so hopefully in the future, we can partner back up and we can work on something. But it just it just was beginning getting to be too much. Um, but it is. And that's why I was so excited that you asked me because I'm in this weird phase of life where when something like that ends, I'm kind of for a moment, I'm relieved because I'm like, okay, that's one less thing to worry about. And then like a week goes by, I'm like, I need to get my voice out there. Like I need to talk. I need somebody to listen to me. Somebody give me an outlet. I I don't know what I want. Somebody, please. If you know what I should do, holler at a bitch and let me know. (laughs) (laughs) I really don't blame you because especially when we're in this off season part, 
it's like, okay, that's one less thing. I can focus on anything. And then I come a week later, I'm like, Kelly, we need to do a podcast episode. Kelly, we need to do a podcast episode. Mm-hmm. Like, I I need, like, which, like, just wait until, like, all the information. Like, so, especially this off season, I've had to develop a little bit of patience because I'm like, like, as soon as the Russell Wilson thing drops, like, can we do a podcast this Friday? Can we do a podcast this Saturday? Yeah. Can we do a podcast this Sunday? Like, I, we, we need yeah. to get our voice out there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but speaking of Russell Wilson, since this is the first time that anyone will hear the Incomplete podcast talk about it, what about that trade? First off, where were you when the news dropped that Russell Wilson was going to become a Denver Bronco? I was really hoping you'd ask this question because I get such a high every time I share this story. So I was in a meeting via Zoom. And I had my phone open because um, as viewers, or if you're listening, you can't see. But as you can see, Ty, my phone is a wallet case. So I had mm-hmm. it open like this. I was just sitting there. And all of a sudden, I get like two pictures. What is going on? Yeah, I'm trying to focus on the meeting. But then I get another one. And I like slyly check. And it is a verified tweet by Adam Schefter that Russell Wilson has been traded to the Broncos. Like this isn't a... You know, we've been hearing for like almost over a year these potential trades. So this was like a verified, it is done. And I was like, like trying to hold my composure on camera and trying not to make it clear that I am no longer here. I am there. And I'm like slyly, you know, when you're on Zoom and you, you, you move your camera so that you can only see like your neck up so you can't see what your hands are doing. Yep. So I'm like slyly reading everything and just, I was like, I need this meeting to end. I, I don't care if this company tells us we're about to spend $15 million with your company. I don't care right now. Like I just need this to end. And as soon as it was over, I leaped out of my office, ran into my boss's office and was like, Russell Wilson's on the Broncos. And he was like, what? And he said, what, what was the trade? I was like, oh, I, I absolutely like didn't get that far. Um, and I think by then the, the news wasn't out yet. And just, Hopefully my boss doesn't listen to this, but I legitimately got nothing done the rest of the day. Nothing. How could I? (laughs) I was literally like any podcast I could listen to, any radio show I could listen to. I think I was listening. um, I think I listened to Broncos Country Tonight Live. I don't live in Denver, but I was like listening to it online (laughs) just because I was so, I was in absolute disbelief. It still doesn't feel real, right? Like that doesn't happen. And you don't get texts like that. Usually my texts are like, I'm getting dumped. I don't get happy texts like that very often. So just, I really just wanted to savor the moment. And I'm happy to say, what, it's been three, two weeks, three weeks. It still, it still brings me joy to think about and to share. I believe it's been three weeks now. Three weeks. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Just, it's, that just doesn't happen, you know? And I think also the timing of it with how about an hour before the Aaron Rodgers news had come out and like, you, we all knew that was ha- coming, but it's still kind of, you know, it's a bummer. Um, it's not something you enjoy reading about. You're getting in the mindset of like, all right, is it going to be Carson Wentz? Is it going to be Jimmy Garoppolo? And then I, I just love the way it could not have come out at a better time. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, funny thing is, um, when that news broke, um, I couldn't get the tweets 
because that the morning up, the morning before that news broke was when I deactivated my Twitter. Because y'all need to do sometimes. Yep, had to do it sometimes. Um, so I was like, so I was like, I don't get the notifications right away. Um, it was actually from the halftime app. Um, as I was preparing, the halftime, okay, the halftime app gets you in the it's first, first for every yep. single big news stories I've gotten. Halftime mm. has been the first notification I've gotten. Yep, same here. <laughs> um, yeah, so I was preparing to send my data sheet that needs to be signed every well, I do it really every week. So mm-hmm. was preparing to send it over. Uh, did everything like okay, so I had to wait for the teacher to come by. So I'm like, oh, I'll just check my notifications because it's on do not disturb. I see halftime app and like halftime app. So I just tap everything and it shows up there. I'm like, wait a second. So I tapped it real quick and then like there's the verified tweet from Adam Schefter. And I turned to um my uh the speech um the speech therapist, um mm-hmm. my friend Amanda, like we just got the Broncos just got Russell Wilson and she's looking like what? So I'm like looking like yeah, like this I I'm checking to make sure this is not fake but this is 100% legitimate and I think I like came back to Twitter um <laughs> I think it was like that Sunday and like what did I miss and the first thing that someone sends me is Russell Wilson or Broncos jersey <laughs> so I'm like yeah and I, if you've listened to the halftime before I've talked about there's this notion of bring it back holidays bring it back tech so basically like a lot of the times people will use uh, holidays as a reason to reach back out to an ex or an old hook or whatever. And mm-hmm. that Russ, the Russell Wilson news was the bring it back text holiday for female Broncos fans everywhere. Like <laughs> I just, my inbox and my text were the most random of random guys I could have listed all of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, many I got so many texts it was ridiculous from like the most random people which is fun oh you know it is funny you mentioned that because I had gotten like they're like there's like I know there's one guy I used to work with who I hadn't worked with in like five years who randomly texts me saying Russell Wilson the Broncos I'm like I've, because I don't I think it was at that point I think maybe six months earlier I had deleted old all the old contacts that because mm-hmm. I was trying to clean up the phone I was like, yeah, yeah. who's this person? It's like, yes. who are you? I'm like, oh, okay. Thank you. And then just went on with my day. Yep. Yep. No, I, it's, <laughs> it's a fun day for us all, for Broncos fans everywhere. <laughs> um, so according to now that it's official, so from what I understand is we got Russell Wilson and a fourth round pick this year. And we gave up a first round pick this year and next year. Um, also a second rounder this year and next year, a fifth rounder this year. And then we gave up Drew Locke, Noah Fant, and Shelby Harris. Well, we, I should say trade away. We didn't really give them up. Just more like, here you go, Seattle. Here are three players and two, four, five picks. Um, what? 
looking at the trade details, um, especially hearing what we possibly could have gotten if we had traded for Aaron Rodgers, I actually was pretty okay with the amount that we gave up. The only person that was a little, well, with the Drew Locke thing, like I was kind of bummed out because of, I was hoping like he would have worked out, like, especially with when the Aaron Rodgers news dropped, I'm like, okay, it looks like we're pretty much going to be with Drew Locke for 2022. And I was getting ready to get into that acceptance part of it. Like, I'm going to accept this. Like, I'll be okay with it. Like, especially with how well he did in the last three games of the season, even though they were losses. But, I mean, it's kind of a bummer that he couldn't laugh. Like, it just, I feel bad for when things don't work out for guys that are, that seem like, seem like nice guys, but I just seem it's like the last two years was a little rough for him. Yeah. So I, I, so my immediate reaction when I saw what the trade was, was wait, that's, that's it. Like, uh, okay. Like, great. All right. If you had told mm-hmm. me, I mean, look, I love Shelby Harris. I think he exemplifies exactly what you want in a player, but he's only in a two-year contract, right? So he was going into year number two. So mm-hmm. it's not like we were losing a guy that was our franchise player who we all, you know, like I think the Von Miller going away was a little bit sadder for me. Well, a lot more sadder for me than the Shelby Harris thing. No offense. He's great. I, I don't dislike him, but I wasn't in love with him. I wasn't uh-huh. attached to him. I, you know, I, I want him to do well, but it's fine. For me, the Drew Locke thing, so for, look, I think I I have made it very clear on any and every outlet that I've been on. I think Vic Fangio is a complete loser, and I think he is someone <laughs> that if I met at a party, I would hate. Um, but I don't think he'd like me either, so it's fine. Do I think that, do I think that he completely... What, uh, what's, the, what's the word? Not hindered, but uh, when you like stop somebody from potentially being successful. Um, do I think sabotage? Do I think he sabotaged any chance of Drew Locke being successful? One million, fifty billion, gajillion percent. I think he just is a very self centered human being. I think he's very, not sorry, not Drew Locke, Vic Van Do. I think he was very, <laughs> I don't like Drew Locke. I don't want him to succeed. However, I also don't think Drew Locke did himself any favors. Like, let's not sit here and act like when he was on the field, it was magic. And it was just like, oh, my gosh, where has this guy been this whole? Like, it it wasn't like that. So for me, I don't, I don't, I actually think Drew Locke getting to go to the Seahawks and being considered the starter right now is something that the majority of NFL quarterbacks, I I would say 99% of NFL quarterbacks, it's a second chance that they have not gotten. I mean, I look like at a Ryan Tannehill. Do you remember when when Ryan Tannehill was considered a backup? I mean, you want to talk Mm -hmm. about sabotage. That is sabotage. And now you look at him and you're just like, oh my gosh, I I cannot believe what your career almost was. Mm -hmm. I feel like Drew Locke, has done even less than Ryan Tannehill did when he was a dolphin and he's mm-hmm. somehow getting this incredible second chance. So I just think it was the best thing for everyone. I don't, again, I don't dislike Drew Locke. So mm-hmm. I, I also want him to succeed. So I love the fact that I somehow both got Russell Wilson and an opportunity for Drew Locke to succeed at the same time. 
right? We could have sent him somewhere. We could have sent him to the Packers to be, I guess this trade wouldn't really make sense because we'd be getting Aaron Rodgers, but just go with me here. We could have uh-huh. traded him to the Packers where he's obviously has absolutely zero chance of being the starter, right? Uh-huh. No, we sent him to a team where he's right now considered the starter despite the fact that his record is what it is. But despite the fact that he only started, what, like four or five games last season? I don't, I, I don't have the uh-huh. number off the top of my head. So for me, I think I, I just I couldn't think of a better trade. Like unless we literally held them at gunpoint and got Russell Wilson for free, I am still in disbelief. It seems like a robbery, and I don't understand how anybody could think otherwise. Right? Yeah, definitely. With how this whole thing was set up, like it was, I think it, to get Aaron Rodgers would have cost a lot more, and it probably would have wouldn't have done us any favors um I think how the whole thing was see see out of the two quarterbacks I was really hoping that it would have been Russell Wilson I be saying Sam I think Aaron Rodgers is also a loser (laughs) yeah um and Kelly had mentioned this um plenty of times that especially with how he how he is as a human being how old like his age like he like we were thinking, I, I'm not, I don't mind Broncos country um, pushing for Aaron Rodgers. Yes, like he has done well. The amount of flack I got for me saying that Aaron Rodgers is overrated, that it wouldn't really work out so well, was just downright baffling. And I had I did make a bet that if Aaron Rodgers did become a Bronco, that I would wear Broncos leggings to training camp. So thank goodness I don't have to do that anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, and when it comes to Russell Wilson, I always looked at the age factor. Yeah, like Russell Wilson has said it himself; he wants to play ten to twelve more years. How many more years does Aaron Rodgers seriously have left in the league? Like we were going to trade for possibly a guy that was going to be around maybe what, two to three years at best. I would prefer to take 10 to 12 years with a 33 year old quarterback than an aging 38, soon to be 39 year old quarterback who probably, I honestly think has two more years left. Oh, I I completely agree. And I just, I I want, and look, I'm not going to sit here and say I wouldn't have been ecstatic to get Aaron Rodgers, no matter how I feel about him personally. But I do want, I miss the days when I have a quarterback where I'm rooting for the person, right? Like you want to believe in your quarterback. You want to see them do good things. I like, like Teddy Bridgewater is a good person. I was rooting for him to do well. Did I, I didn't have expectations, like high expectation for him. And I, I wasn't like excited to have him as my quarterback, but it was the first time in a while where I felt like I had a quarterback that was, well, I'm sorry, Drew Locke was also rootable, but like, but those two were really the only two that I felt like first time in a while that I, you know, I really wanted to see them succeed. Like Case Keenum, I don't care. Joe Flacco, you're literally just here for a paycheck. Like, I I don't know what you're doing. So, I mean, I know some people think Russell Wilson's cheesy, but, and I've gotten a lot of hate for this, but like, I just think, Oh, this is always, I don't know why this is always so controversial when I say it. Tim Tebow's nothing but a brand. And I think Russell Wilson is a genuine person. Mm-hmm. Same shtick, right? Same. And I, I don't want to say, I, I, Tim Tebow obviously loves God. I'm not saying that it's fake or anything. I'm just saying 
Tim Tebow does what he does to build a brand and to make money. Russell Wilson is just genuinely who he is. He loves God. He loves people. He loves community. And there just seems to be nothing phony about it. And I love, I've mm. never, the only, the only time I did not like Russell Wilson was obviously during Super Bowl 48. Mm-hmm. And I could not for like two years listen to that Eminem song. Um, the one he does with Rihanna where he's like, oh, I'm about to rap on, on a podcast uh, where he's like, mm-hmm. Russell Wilson falling way back in the, what? how did it go? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Russell Wilson falling way back. Uh, that was uh, the, mon- the monster. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Benjamin Albright's new ringtone. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I couldn't listen to that song for a while. And then, you know, they lost the next year. And then the Broncos eventually won. So I was like, all right, like, by- let bygones be bygones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, now I remember where I was going with this. Um, I-, I have a tendency to do that. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. Um, yeah. It's um, quarter. Like, we've been waiting for six, what it feels like, seven years since we've had a quarterback that could actually win us games so running back with the quarterbacks we've had since Peyton Manning retired well honestly it was really the defense that carried him for the 2015 season um Mm -hmm. so it was more of like a shell of Peyton Manning which even that even a shell of Peyton Manning was um he did enough to like if it wasn't for him we wouldn't have gotten the number one seed and we wouldn't have had home field advantage that year that we had won the Super Bowl. Um, I always say that season we didn't, we didn't get his body. We got his brain. I specifically remember um, when Brock Osweiler was starting and we were playing against the Steelers and we were down like one touchdown. I I don't remember what the score was, but we still had like a couple minutes. I want to say we had like five minutes. Mm -hmm. And instead of just going for first downs, he was chucking it down the field. And it was like, homeboy, you have plenty of time. And again, obviously, he was much more physically capable than Peyton Manning and much more athletic. But that's really, and you know, we ended up losing a game that could have cost us the first seed. God bless the Miami Dolphins forever. We will forever (laughs) be grateful for them. But that was when I realized, no, 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 no. We got to go with Peyton Manning because it is, it was completely, he, like I said, what he was lacking in athletic ability, he had in the mental game. Uh-huh. It was just little things like that where it really showed. I think I remember that uh, because I was at that Pittsburgh game um, where he was chucking it because we were, uh-huh. because that was the one where we were up, tw- I think we were up 27 to 13 at the half. And I, I was like, like that. that's dark. <laughs> like, oh, like we got this. And then it got really. Like I just I remember like freezing during the second half, and then just out of nowhere, like they scored twenty one unanswered points, and like we tried to come back, but I and I remember Os- Brandon Marshall had either an interception or a fumble recovery too. I remember that. Mm-hmm. We had um, what was it? I think we had a. I'll have to go back and look, but I think there was at one point that Norwood did return a punt for a touchdown, but it got called back because there was a player or a coach that had, or it was like an illegal substitution because I guess they had thought that either the ball was downed or Norwood called fair catch and they started walking on the field and then he ran it back in. Like, Ooh, there's the game winner. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Let's go back because of illegal player entering the field or something like that. I'm like, 
Oh, you gotta be kidding. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so looking at everything um regarding Russell Wilson, um 37,059 yards passing, 292 touchdowns, 87 picks. Um, he'll make 24 million this year, 27 million next year. Um Broncos could look into giving an extension at some point. Um, I haven't really heard not to. Right. (laughs) Um, I think it'll probably, if they want, if they want to get it out of the way quickly, they'll probably do it sometime after the draft. Um, But I don't know if they'll happen right away, especially because we are a little low on our salary cap for the time being. Um, and I know we have to set some aside for the draft. I'm not sure if we're quite done with free agency. I think we are done for the time being. Um, so, I mean, in, in short with this whole Russell Wilson thing, I wrote down, so Kelly thinking that Kelly was going to be here. So I'll mm-hmm. say, Hey, so Lindsay, we have a yeah. quarterback to help us, to help us compete after years being in quarterback purgatory. Oh, God bless America. it just just feels so unreal that i know happens Um, i know so looking at it right now Mm -hmm. um with the roster that's with the roster we have currently is this a playoff team right now. I, 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 I mean, just, I am, you have done something that nobody else I can think of has ever done. And that's stopped me. Well, no, I just, I just messed it up. What is it? When you like, I, I have no words and that's not usually the case. Like no one's ever gotten me to not have a response before. I always have a response to everything. Oh my gosh. I, I am just, I, if we don't make the playoffs, this will be like, we should be burned at the stake. There's absolutely no excuse for us to not be a playoff team with what we have right now. Absolutely not. Especially now the chiefs have gotten worse. Um, The Raiders have gotten worse simply because they have Josh McDaniels. And I just, Josh McDaniels is good at Josh McDaniels. I promise you, I promise you whatever it looks like right now on paper, I promise you there will be strained relationships. We will hear the stories that we heard when he was the coach of the Broncos. Now, yes, I think he's matured. I'm sure there's some maturity there. I got, you know, I would not want somebody to hold things I did 10 years ago against me, but like, there's just been no signs that he's changed enough where I don't see history repeating itself. Mm. And the chargers, I think are always going to chargers as well. I mean, they literally, all they had to do was not be complete morons and they're in the playoffs and they did the one thing, the one thing they shouldn't have done uh, when they played. I, 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 what was it? I can't think of it off the top of my head, but the call that Brandon Staley made, right? Like they went for it on fourth down or there was something where they shouldn't have mm-hmm. done. And of course they did it. And then they lost the game when it was like, well, that was stupid. Yeah. <laughs> charge her. So to me, I just don't see a scenario in which we, unless Russell Wilson gets hurt, I don't, I don't see a scenario where we don't win or I, I'm sorry, where we don't make the playoffs. Now, do I think we're a shoe in for the Super Bowl? No, I'm not. I'm, I'm not there okay. yet, but I do think we are a shoe in for the playoffs. I like it. Um, 
Yeah, you actually have a good point because you we'll talk a little bit about the AFC West here in a bit. But yeah, the Chiefs have kind of gone on a downward slope during this free agency period. And that is not me being biased because we haven't beaten the Chiefs in 13 straight games. But it is it it's right there. Like the Chiefs haven't done a whole lot. And the whole and yeah, we'll talk about it a little bit um, because I do have some thoughts about where Kansas City could be going a couple years down the path, a couple years down the road. Uh, the Raiders, a lot of people say they have improved, but I'm not really buying the whole thing yet, especially with who they. Granted, like like you said, Josh McDaniels. Um, Gosh, I will never forgive that man for what he has done to the Denver Broncos. Um, oh, Tim Tebow. <laughs> he is he it's his fault. Tim Tebow was a thing. That's his biggest crime. <laughs> forget forget recording practices. That was his biggest crime. Although I think the only thing that Josh McDaniels did right was drafting Demarius Thomas. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Um, yes, hundred percent. And just, but the way he just tore that team apart from like his first day in was, oh, it was like so uh, heartbreaking. I know. Um, I hope we get a 30 for 30 about that one day. When, that, well, when I, the Raiders inevitably crash and burn, I hope we get a 30 for 30 or like an NFL special, a network special, something. I mean, there was like, it was like a month ago, uh, Brandon, uh, not wide receiver Brandon Marshall was doing, I think he does like a show on YouTube or something. And they were talking stories. I don't remember who else was on it, but they were talking stories about their time with Josh McDaniels. And I was like, I need more. Like, this is not enough. I need this to continue. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. And I think the Chargers can threaten. Um, I think they can definitely be a playoff team. But yeah, like all they had to do was tie and they were going to go to the playoffs. And they could. Yeah. They, yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember because yeah. I think they did go for on fourth down and they, yeah. all they do is like really punt the ball mm-hmm. and they gave Las Vegas such a short field. Um, yeah. And then Vegas was like, why? Why? Do, I thought we were on the same page here. Right. Yeah. yeah. So for me, I just think, I, I mean, and Nathaniel Hackett, oh, we didn't even touch on this. I mean, Nathaniel Hackett and Russell Wilson seemed like a match made in heaven together themselves. I think the personality there. Oh, mm-hmm. how did I miss this? I just talked about how I've missed having a quarterback that I, you know, that I like and I root for. Now I got a coach that I'm just like, I don't care if you murder your whole family. You are the most likable human being <laughs> like ever. I There's nothing that you could do to make me not root for you. I, I, the two of them are going to, the videos that we are going to have, I mean, Broncos social media is top notch. I think They've got they're they they're in contention for the best. I, the Panthers have had some pretty cool stuff in the past, but you know, even I got to give it to the Chargers, them too. But the Broncos' Twitter is phenomenal. I am just so excited for the many years to come of footage that we and clips that we're going to get of those too. Oh yeah, um, there was I know Russell Wilson and the wide receivers were working a little bit. Um, seeing that yes. bomb from Wilson to Sutton, I was just like, let's. Let's not get hot and bothered here because we're going to see that for many years to come. Oh, I know. Gosh, it was, it was beautiful. And everyone's reaction to like, why wasn't Jerry Judy at a, uh, an off season, non-mandatory practice? 
that that was a little ridiculous people's reaction to that um oh guy has a life guy has stuff to do i'm sure jerry judy would have been there if he could that that seems like common sense right let's let's relax a little let's remember just like when you have pt when you have paid time off do you Uh do you do you you know if your boss calls you and you have paid time off and you you already have something do you do you leap off your couch you know do you leap off time with your mom to go do it because your boss you know, no no like relax. <laughs> go and practice that's right that's mandatory exactly okay well i mean if it's if it's russell wilson throwing me touchdown bombs then i'd take that over anything yeah. unless, unless, unless it's unless you the only way you could keep me away from catching touchdown bombs from russell wilson is if i were on a trip to cancun or a trip to hawaii yeah well, he said it was something, right? Like his mom was in the hospital. There was something. There was, he had like a valid excuse and people were just being little, you know, what's about it. Yeah. Family emergencies definitely would keep me away from catching touchdown bombs from Russell Wilson. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to move right along. Um, we did sign other free agents. Um, what? I guess I could um, start with saying, is there... Which which big free agent not named Russell Wilson are you most excited for? We're going to probably cover most of them, but I wanted to hear your thoughts on. Okay, so I have a real answer based on skill, and then I have a second answer just based on I think it's funny. So oh. the first one is Randy Gregory. I know not everybody was like super, super, super on board with it. I'm on board with it. I think he has more than proven himself. Who doesn't want, you know, and on top of it, who doesn't want to be the team that got to steal from, uh, oh my gosh, what is his name? Uh, Jerry Jones. Mm-hmm. Like that <laughs> added some fun to it. I think Randy Gregory has more than shown, you know, yes, I he used to have some problems um, following the rules. He hasn't given us any reason since 2020 that he is still struggling with that. Also, it's weed. No, I, I understand when there's a rule, you need to follow the rules. And if you're not, that is an issue. But at the end of the day, it's it's weed. Um, if anyone is, I'm a big Chris Long fan. I love, love, love his podcast. And he constantly talks about it. He's like, oh, I was getting high all the time. All <laughs> the time after games. All the time when our days off. My body needed to heal. They just never drug tested me. It seems like the league's started to kind of pull back and not be such, I'm, I haven't podcasted in a while. So I'm like making sure, you know, I'm not used to um, stopping the bad language. So I'm, I'm really trying hard for you. It's all right. Do whatever you need. Say whatever you need to say. <laughs> but seems like they've kind of pulled back and understood like this is absurd. Um, if our players are smoking weed and they're not like you know getting addicted to opioids, we should we should be thankful for that. So yeah, I'm really excited about Randy Gregory. And then the other, this is going to sound silly, but I did I wrote a piece about it for Mile High Sports about um, signing Josh Johnson. I just think it's oh. funny because he's been on almost half the teams in the league at this point. And so why would I not want my team to be a part of that amazing legacy? Right. Like we got to get our names on there. So I'm so happy that we can check that off the NFL bucket list. I hope it works (laughs) out for him. I hope he, you know, I hope it's not a granted. I don't think it would face him at this point. If he's only here for a couple weeks, I think that's just far for his course. Mm -hmm. That's what he does. Um, But no, I'm, I'm very excited that we are on, we are now a part of that legacy. That is Josh Johnson. Yeah, actually, you think about it, he's a really solid backup when you really need him. Like, especially when I think he was with 
Baltimore last year, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah, because he he had he. I know he got thrown into a game or two last year, so he does. Mm-hmm. He it's not like he hasn't started a game in years or anything. He does have some recent starting experience. Mm-hmm. And I think he did pretty well when he was covering for Lamar Jackson when he got hurt. And so I definitely think having of having a veteran quarter, a veteran starting quarterback and a veteran backup that could is he going to lead you to what's the word he, the prairie land or the holy yeah, land yeah if he, is he in lead you to the holy land not too sure can he win you a couple games absolutely he can absolutely win you a couple games uh, especially if it comes to the point where wilson happens to God forbid, hope it doesn't happen. If he's out for a game or two, he and can. With, have- side note, what's great is Russell Wilson, you know, you look at his track record, dude does not get hurt very often. Right. And arguably, the injury last year had a lot to do with his inadequate offensive line. Yes. So I don't even really, I don't even really put that in the like, you know, oh, he suffered this major injury. It's kind of like, well, yeah, it's shocking it didn't happen sooner. Um, <laughs> So that's, yeah, absolutely. Oh, uh, I just lost my train of thought there once again. <laughs> Not, yeah, sorry. I just got excited <laughs> and I say things. No. no, you're talking about how we're happy to have Josh Johnson because if Russell Wilson gets hurt, it's not like we're throwing this young kid into the fire. Who? Because again, yes. you know, you. it's not just, I mean, if you're a backup for Russell Wilson, that's a big difference than being the backup for Teddy Bridgewater, right? Mm-hmm. There are expectations there. There is a lot riding on you in a way that there aren't when you're backing up for these mediocre quarterbacks. So you do. You want somebody who can handle that pressure. You want somebody who has experience there. Um, and Josh Johnson does. Now, obviously, obviously, I think we made the wrong decision in signing a free agent backup quarterback. Obviously, would have loved my boy Trevor Simeon. Um, but thankfully, <laughs> thankfully, because I, I – the reports were either the Raiders or the Bears, and luckily he went to the Bears. Oh, that yeah, that happened a couple of days ago, didn't it? That did, that did, and and you know, with the Bears, obviously, like he's not competing with Derek Carr. You could make a case to start Trevor Simeon over Justin Fields if Justin Fields doesn't show up. So I like that. I like mm. that pick. I like that signing for him. He could definitely get some playing time. So, but if it couldn't be Trevor, I'm happy it could be Josh Johnson. Right. Yeah, I actually was really hoping that, it, like in the corner of my mind, I was like hoping, like, can we get a Trevor Simeon reunion, please? How fun would that have been? <laughs> would have been so much fun. And I know. He, he's familiar with the city. He, I don't know his familiarity with Hackett's scheme, but I think he could definitely put, no, he has pushed the ball down the field quite a few times when he was in Denver. And so I think oh, yeah. he would have definitely fit well with them um it's it's on my vision board it's gonna happen mm-hmm. I, I, just, I think his deal is two years but like you know he's young I think he's 31 we still got some time also who saw Trevor Simeon still being in the league into his you know into his mid-30s I bet nobody did you don't see seventh round quarterbacks lasting that long very often so good on exactly. him but right. yeah it's on my vision board Russell Wilson was on my vision board as well just saying just saying that happened so one of these years it's gonna happen with trevor okay maybe maybe we'll sign him to a one-day deal (laughs) (laughs) well maybe the next time we need help with quarterbacks 
or if there's a quarterback that we all want, we should just go right to you. We should. <laughs> I like this plan. Um, one big signing that I was very excited for was DJ Jones. Initially, mm, I, was yes. like, I was like, DJ Jones, like, why does that name sound so familiar? So I had to go back on to YouTube and watch his clips. And what stuck out to me was that tackle he had in the wild card game against Dallas. Like, that's why we got him. Yeah. That's why we got him. Uh, yep. Denver was not that great against I mean, they were like middle to subpar in the running game. And so it's going to really help having someone that can just push an offensive line to the ground and get to the backfield as quickly as possible, especially when you're going up against running backs like, geez, I'm trying to think of all the Clyde Edwards Hilaire. You've got, I wish I could remember who the Chargers running back is right now. Um, it'll come to me. Um, but I know we've got, I mean, there's not Austin a Eckler? Austin Eckler? Austin Eckler, yes. Mm-hmm. This is, this is how we work. We, we read each other's minds. Oh, who's that? I think we play the Titans this year, if I'm not mistaken. So being able to contain Derrick Henry is going to be a big task. And I think DJ Jones could be the guy, who, a guy big enough that could take a big guy like Derrick Henry down. Oh, it's going to be beautiful. Uh, I'm so I'm getting so pumped for the season. My poor dad is a Raiders fan, and he bought. Uh, he's going to the draft this year, and then they, you know, they traded for Devonte Adams. He's like, so I'm going to the draft. We don't have a first round pick, and we don't have a second round pick, but it's fine. It's fine. It's still gonna be fun. Oh yeah, that's right. That's gonna be rough. <laughs> um, let's see. Just really quickly, some other news. Um, restructured contracts with Tim Patrick and. Cortland Sutton, which was very interesting, but it looks like they're trying to get this roster together as soon as you get- well, like you look at what DJ Moore just signed for, you look at what some of these guys are signing for. Holy crap. Right? What a steal. Like straight up robbery. Straight oh, up yeah. robbery. But I'm I mean, hey, works <laughs> for me. Yeah. Uh let's see. Signed Alex Singleton from the Eagles. We talked about Josh Johnson. We re-signed uh, Deshaun Williams um, signed Tom Compton, Tom Compton, excuse me, tight end Eric Tomlinson, who is not, he's set to be just a blocking tight end. So that's something we're going to definitely need. Um, and then just a pa- couple of days ago, we signed Kayvon Williams, who's going to be our slot guy, who is a guy that I'm not going to lie. I was really hoping that we would have gotten Chris Harris Jr. back to be our slot, but after hearing what Williams did for the 49ers, I, I'm not going to argue it. I'm perfectly okay with it. And then we got to reunite with Billy Turner just, a, I think, a day ago, actually. Two, I think it was official today. Uh, yeah, I, I'm like you. I'm a sucker for nostalgia. Um, I would have loved to have Chris Harris back. And that's without, that's just me saying that without comparing any numbers, without doing any research, without thinking about anything, just the fact that, you know, he was a part of the last time the Broncos were relevant in winning games, and I mm-hmm. would love to have had him back, but that's just not how it goes sometimes. <sighs> sad. Sad as it is. Um, had a couple exclusive rights free agents bring back, some restricted free agents. Um, oh, here's one thing I want to uh, talk a little about. Um, the Malik Reed um, thing that he was tendered 
Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how I feel about it because I know we have Bradley Chubb. I know now we have Randy Gregory. Um, I don't remember Malik Reed being that as bad as not really putting a a second round or a high round tender on him, except for we just have like, I guess this low round tender on him. So I'm kind of surprised that it didn't go a little higher unless I just completely missed something. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of in the same boat as you. Um, you know, George Payton was better than us, apparently. <laughs> That's true. Um, so let's see. Looking at everything, I think that covers everything as far as their free agency is concerned. I want to uh, get. Can I ask you a question about free agency? Yeah, so of course. It's funny because a couple. I want to say two weeks ago, I was like in this rush because we needed to get a piece out. My high sports need to get a piece out about uh, Melvin Gordon, and I'm like crap like any day now obviously he's either gonna sign. i mean i didn't think he was gonna sign with the broncos but like any day now any day now he's gonna sign and this piece will no longer be uh relative so it's you know time sensitive so i like stayed up super late to make sure it got out still is unsigned how is that possible how is that possible that's a good question um i know i if i'm not mistaken i've heard that the broncos are interested in bringing him back um, they were, and it sounded like financially it just wasn't going to happen. Mm-hmm. However, considering he hasn't signed anywhere, it sounds like financially it's just not going to happen with a lot of teams. So right. I don't, I'm curious what, you know, I, I want, I really wish I knew what teams he, you know, he maybe already spoken to and rejected or what teams it just, they were, uh, you know, wanted him, but financially didn't work out. I, I'm very curious. I'm, I was looking, you know, I was doing my due diligence before we did this podcast, and I was looking um, at the Broncos free agents, and I was like, I, it just, I was like, oh my gosh, I totally, it just dawned on me that Melvin Gordon still hasn't been signed. It's wild. I think if he was going to come to Denver, it would have happened by now. I think it's probably mm-hmm. easier to do a contract with a team that you or you were just with, and mm-hmm. so I, I, I can't imagine the negotiations have been going on this long. Maybe it's like a Korean Jackson thing where you you know you, you test free water or you test free agency, mm-hmm. and then it just you end up coming back. I don't know, but that, that that's a shocking one to me. Yeah, I think also what Denver could be looking into. Um, this is like going to be a completely bold take, but I with the running backs that are going to be available to like the mid to late rounds I wouldn't be surprised if Denver waited to see what they did in the draft before they talked to Melvin Gordon I think I think we are seeing somewhat of a similar situation with Kareem Jackson is that he's being let go let him test a little bit and if nothing comes back um or if Melvin Gordon I kind of I'm thinking that maybe his asking price out there is going to be a little too high for most teams, especially when a lot of these teams out there already have a starting running back from Mm -hmm. as far as I know. So I do think it'll probably be, if not like a couple days before the draft, it'll probably be after the draft once Denver, like sees how the board falls and they they need to go through all that. So, I hadn't thought about that. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, they also could be trying to see if um, Javante Williams could be the 
really the answer for them at running back um, and have maybe Melvin Gordon, if they wouldn't mind Melvin Gordon uh, changing his role a little bit, being like a change of pace guy, like the third down guy or something like that. But mm-hmm. just completely speaking out of, just speaking out, um, speaking freely, I should say. Um, mm-hmm. That's just my thoughts on it. Like I'm also kind of surprised that Melvin Gordon hasn't signed anywhere, but it also could be depending on who's he talking to, what's his asking price. Like if his asking price is too high, um, that could turn a lot of teams away. And I think at some point Melvin Gordon's going to be like, okay, I'll look. If a lot of teams are like not fighting at his offer of what he wants to earn, I think he'll start lowering that number as we get closer and closer to the draft and training camp. Yeah, I agree. I mean, remember when he had the big holdout and then he ended up coming back to the Chargers. So, mm-hmm. but I, you know, I'm a big proponent of the NFL is a business. You can get cut at any time. Owners don't really seem to give a crap about you get as much money as you can, but also Melvin going like, you're not getting any younger and mm-hmm. now I have a chance to win a Super Bowl with Russell Wilson. Just saying. Yeah, exactly. And I think also what will factor into it is let's see how many players we end up drafting overall, because I know they do have to set a little bit of that money aside for those draft picks. And I think one of the biggest benefits to not having a first round pick is that we don't have to put so much money towards a first round pick. Like our first, our first draft, I think is like the last pick in the second round and yeah. Even like once you go to a certain point in the like, I think it's there's like a top fifteen or top twenty when it comes to those first fifteen to twenty players, and after that, it just slowly starts to decline. Like second round players don't probably only see like half the money that first yeah. rounders get, and so yeah, I think once those contracts are dealt out, let's see how much money we have. Then we'll go back and talk to um, Melvin Gordon, especially if we didn't draft a running back in the draft. I agree. So that's, I hope that answered your question. That did. Awesome. Um, let's switch gears and talk about the craziness that is free agency. I think this has been one of the crazier free agency periods I've seen in a very long time. I completely agree. Um, it's wild that like Tom Brady retiring and unretiring is just a small footnote. <laughs> like <laughs> I kind of forget that that's a thing because so much more has happened. Uh, absolutely wild. Um, it's, it's been fun. I like getting the notifications. Although for me, it was like, look, once the Russell Wilson news, nothing could compare to that. Right. Maybe, that's probably not the case for the rest, you know, besides Broncos country everywhere else. It was probably like, like, I almost feel like I checked out. Once the Russell Wilson news came, like, what, I, I was just like, I'm good, you know? <laughs> you're, you're like, I don't care what happens the rest of the day. Like, I just, but that's the beauty, right? That's the beauty. I don't have to search this information. It comes to me. So even though I was in the state of like, oh, I'm good. Like, I'm not obsessively checking. I'm like, oh, 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 Khalil Mack. Uh, oh, Terry Kill. Oh, Julio Jones. Matt Wright, like it was, it's just been nonstop. Mm-hmm. Uh, What's been the biggest surprise trade for you? Uh, 
That's a good question. Let me think about this real quick. Um, you know, honestly, that oh I, my god, how did I forget this? Deshaun Watson too. I don't know how to add that to the list. Yeah, I, I'm shading away from that one. Um, I think the biggest one for me was. I'd have to say Devontae Adams to the Las Vegas Raiders. Oh my, I, that is how much has happened that like, I, I, we just talked about that not too long ago and relating to my dad and I had already <laughs> forgotten that that was on the list. Yeah, it was, I think the surprise. Yeah, I would I, agree too. That was the biggest for me as well. I think what shocked me the most about it was that with Aaron Rodgers coming back, like, all right. So and then we, I think we ended up franchise tagging him and, or, they end up fresh printers tagging him. And it's like, okay, like we're going to see a lot of uh, Rogers to Adams for a while. And then just that trade coming, like, um, what, what happened to the Rogers Adams connection? Like what, like it was like so quiet how that trade happened. Like, yeah, it just came out of nowhere. I just like, look at my phone. Like I had to make sure like, it was one of those, like, it's, it's, are we sure this is right? Like, Oh, this is, this is actually happening. Like, yeah. I wonder, I wonder what propelled the Raiders to want to trade for Adams, especially when he was franchise tagged. Well, I, so apparently, you know, talking to my dad, cause he knows about the Raiders stuff a little bit more than me, I guess he wasn't thrilled. Like last year he was franchise tag. He did not want to be franchise tagged again. I guess it's looked, usually looked negatively. Like it's, it's disrespectful. Um, and so I think, he had just had it and didn't want to be there anymore. I'm just curious how much Aaron Rodgers, like how long did Aaron Rodgers know that that was going to happen? Like, is this something where Deshaun or Devontae Adams had made it known he wanted to be gone and that was kind of the last straw? Was this a financially, it just was never going to work anyways for anybody? Like maybe they, maybe they knew he wasn't going to stay and they franchise tagged him so that they had the control to trade him versus um, you know, letting him just go free. I don't know. I don't know. Hopefully we get answers to that, but I'm, that's what I'm most curious about. I want to know is how much did was, how much was Aaron Rodgers in on this? How much did he see this coming? I just think it's hysterical that after all of this and all of his little, you know, tantrums, he's left with nobody to throw to. <laughs> yeah. Well, he'll have Randall Cobb, but that's pretty much it. Great. The guy, yeah, you know what? That's who you wanted, buddy. You got your friend. So <laughs> there you go. Make him a star. Yeah. Um, I'm just trying to look at everything that has happened because it is. Oof. Um, I, just, I remember when the announcement uh, that Brady was unretiring, I'm just like, can this man just... Let us live our lives. Exactly. Um, And I think the funny, I think the funny part was that the memes that popped out, the tweets that popped out, that Brady's like, I spent two a month and a half, two months with Giselle and the kids, and I'm he's just like, f it, and I I I, I can't do this anymore. Yeah, I know. I I almost wonder was that like anyone who knows me knows I'm. I don't like the word conspiracy theorist, but like when it comes to LA and it comes to publicity, I think most of it is fabricated. I think most of it is very manipulated. I think it's all about image and crafting a narrative. So I can't help but wonder like how much of this was planned. Was this 
Like you can't tell me Tom Brady, who like plan like plans his entire meals for the day, like months in advance. <laughs> you can't tell me he put all this thought into it, decided to retire, and then like a month, two months later, was like, "Yeah, I changed my mind." Like you're just not going to convince me of that. Uh, maybe I could be wrong, but I-, I feel like there's something there, and maybe. I guess my biggest um, theory would be that maybe he did really want to retire. And because that moment got taken from him, maybe he's, he really wants to do it. Like not only did he lose in the playoffs, also the news got leaked. So maybe he's just like, "Eh, let me just, let's read, let's try this one more time. If he really did mean to retire that first time, that would be my theory as to why. But part of me is kind of like, I don't know. These guys like attention. You know, it's all about how much attention can I get, and I can't help but wonder. Right. That makes sense. Um, Yeah. um, Or here was my little conspiracy theory, like, looking at everything everything that has happened regarding the NFC. Like, if you've, and I'm sure it's been noticed, most of the big time trades, the big time free agency moves have happened in the AFC. Like all of them, basically, it's exhausting. Mm. You know, mm. it did suck a little bit out of the Russell Wilson news where you're like, yay, Russell Wilson. Oh my gosh, this division is so hard. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think my thing is that Tom Brady, I think, saw all that was going on. And if you look at the NFC, you only really have Aaron Rodgers, potentially Matthew Stafford, maybe Dak Prescott. And then, but then other than that, I mean, yeah, it doesn't seem fair. It does not seem fair. Yeah, and so I think Brady saw an opportunity to possibly. The, my conspiracy theory is that he saw an opportunity to take complete control of the NFC with the exception of possibly going up against Aaron Rodgers in the championship game, that's probably like as close as it would get. But also, um, but he has no one to throw to. Like, Devontae yeah. Adams left. I wonder, did the Devontae trade happen? I think it happened after free agency. Okay. So, but that could still be a theory. Like maybe Tom Brady also knew that Devontae Adams was going to go. Um yeah. So I think Tom Brady saw as an opportunity to take control of the NFC and say, you know what, let's try it one more time. And I think with how this conference is looking, the only teams I would stand in between me and my eighth ring, eighth ring, is eighth ring, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, would be a team from the AFC. Yeah, I agree. I like that theory. So that's... That's what I think happened. Um, um, wow, we actually, it's been, I think, almost 75 minutes and we're at the last part of it. Um, let me ask you, how invested are you in, when it comes to the draft? I don't watch college, so not very. Um, I, you know, there are years where there are these big name players and obviously I am, you know, like the year where it was Andrew Luck and RG3, you know, who's going to, we knew it was going to be Andrew Luck, but you never know, right. You know, the Carson Wentz and the Jared Goff, even though I I didn't watch a second of them play, I'm obviously invested to watch them um, and see where they go. 
I'm much more invested in like, I know what teams position, what teams positional needs are. So I love, I'll never forget. I was, I was watching the draft. Uh, my friend was a Lions fan and with the 10th overall pick, they took Eric Ebron and we were all just like, wait, what? Like this, like they didn't need a tight end. And why are they taking him 10th overall? So I, I do, I think that's always fun. And I love, I love to see how well um, I think teams do filling what I think their biggest needs are. But like, I am no Zach Seegers. <laughs> I, I am not a draft expert by any means. Um, I, at the, for me, like, you know, when people try, the argument for the Russell Wilson trade, right, is like, oh, they gave up too many picks. Okay, if you have seven draft picks, typically, how many of them work out as well as a Russell Wilson? Like, I would much rather have my guarantee than my draft pick every day of the week. And, I, you know, I think the conversation might be a little bit different with Aaron Rodgers because he, he is significantly older. Um, but for me, at the, if you tell me you can have a first-round pick or you can have Russell Wilson, I, great. I mean, how many of our, you know, Noah Fant was a first-round pick? I wouldn't exactly, like, you're, I mean, we're literally giving that up for Russell Wilson, like, a lot of these first round picks haven't exactly worked out. You know, Bradley Chubb has been fine, but I don't think he's been what we've wanted him to be. So oh. it's not like having a first round pick equals amazing success. So if you if if it comes down to guaranteed success or, you know, a lot of draft picks, I will take guaranteed success every day of the week. Every day of the week. I completely agree with that. And especially someone like Russell Wilson, who, you know, you have some of these guys like Russell Wilson's not and this is not a knock to Andrew Luck. Please do not take it that way. You just, you know, Russell Wilson is not going to pull an Andrew Luck too. So not only that, you're guaranteed this guy who takes immense care of himself, who is dedicated, lives, breathes, eats, winning. Like it's a lot more than just, he's a good player. You have everything you could want in, in a player in Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, with that said, um, since you like to look at the position part of it, what position, if there were, let's go a top three um, positions that you hope the Broncos fill in this draft? So it's hard. Um, I would say obvious, look, so I, I talked about this before. Last, So Garrett Bowles, I guess his agency is near me. Um, and so he comes out here during the off season and trains. And he trains at a gym that I go to. So I got to, I mean, I got to talk to him a lot last year and he was super cool. And him and Calvin Anderson are super, super close. So he brought Calvin Anderson out because the trainer he trains with, he, um, you know how he had that huge leap, right? So he, all of that success he gives to this trainer. So he told Calvin, Hey bud, like come out with me, train with me. I want this for you. I was hoping it would work out for Calvin last year. It didn't really. I was actually very surprised that we signed him to another year and I, a year deal. And I, I do wonder how much of that Garrett Bowles may have, you know, may have played like, Hey, cause I do know Justin Simmons had a hand last year in the Kareem Jackson signing. And so I, knowing that George Payton, knowing that and knowing that George Payton really seems to care what his players um, want and think is right. That, that would be my guess is there was something there, but you know, who knows? Um, so hopefully it works out, but obviously that 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 tackle position is is a is a concern of mine and I know we did we also just signed Turner um but that's not that's not a shoe in so I, 
it's like the Drew Locke thing, right? Where you're like, obviously I want Russell Wilson, but like I wanted it to work out with you. So um, I obviously, I always, I always mix this up. It's our bigger issue is the inside linebacker, right? That's what we yeah. struggled with, not outside. Okay. I, I always, I want to always mix that up. Obviously inside linebacker, that's a biggie for me. And I would say third. Hmm. That's a, that's a good question. I should have, let's see. Um, I guess maybe corner. I, I think we need another big, big corner back there, I would say. Uh-huh. And then um, honorary mention, I if Alberto works out, and I, and I do think he, I do think he will. I, I have a good feeling about Alberto, but you could argue it would be nice to have you know, if we could get a Kyle Pitts, by all means, I would love that. Okay. Um, yeah, inside linebacker is probably my biggest need. My only hope was that I, I still am hoping that we can get Bobby Wagner and have him reunite Russell Wilson. But the more that this drags on, the more I'm thinking this is probably not going to happen. We're probably going to look more towards the draft for that. Um, um, what's his name? Ben Albright also said, this like narrative that him and Bobby, that him and Russell Wilson are close just isn't true. Mm, okay. he, he did also report that, that that was a little bit, that, um, that was a little hyper inflated. That that's not really the case. Okay. That's good to know. Um, so inside linebacker, um, I will mention the whole, like, I do hope Albert O works, but we do need, I think, for our offense to be successful, I think any offense to be successful is to have two solid uh, pass-catching tight ends that can stretch the field. And if you – I haven't got a chance to talk to her in a while about it, but if you followed um, – if uh, you obviously know who Lindsay Spano is and her – Oh, yeah. Her big thing on uh, us getting Trey McBride, I'm like, yo, like, let's, let's campaign for Trey McBride it's going to be a bit of a stretch because a lot of people, a lot of draft analysts are projecting him to go like to the mid second rounds at best. Mm-hmm. But I think George Payton has enough ammo to where if he really does believe Trey McBride could be a good fit for this offense, he will trade up with someone to go get him. But Absolutely. It, it looks like he, especially looking at the mocks that a lot of people have, done and yes i do pay attention to these mocks not as much as i want to because people who put mocks out like halfway through the season i'm like can we not please to me mocks are i feel like the first couple picks are usually correct and then after that it's about as accurate as astrology yep mm -hmm. (laughs) great analogy (laughs) um so if we can get Trey McBride, I'll be happy. I'll, I'll, I don't, don't care what's going to happen the rest of the drafts. I will be fairly content because there'll finally be a guy that I've been campaigning for. Well, I haven't fully been campaigning for him for a while, but ugh, man, I would just, especially seeing his tape, like I would yeah. love, love him. Um, but I would, I think the biggest needs will probably be Inside linebacker, I would say defensive end too, because I'm yeah. sure Randy Gregory will probably play more edge than defensive end. And so we kind of need 
someone opposite of Draymond Jones to really help out. Um, and then, like you said, we definitely need a, a second cornerback to help alongside Patrick Fertan. Um, yeah. So that's kind of where I'm at. I haven't really dived deeply into this draft. I don't think I'm going to be able to, especially with my schedule, but I'm hoping that wh- whoever Peyton drafts, I go back and look at that tape and be like, that's it right there. Yeah. You want to know what my favorite part of the draft is? Mm. My favorite part is when all these little youngins, you know, these 20, 21, 22 year old youngins get drafted. And then somebody goes out and finds their old tweets. And it's not, I don't want the bad stuff, right? Like I don't want you to use the other, not that kind of stuff, but like the Mitch Trubisky I'm not going to use the word on your show where it was like, say I it, heart, say it. where it was like, I heart titties or like something <laughs> like he just like, or I'm, I just took a poop. Like he just has these very mm-hmm. weird, these are these really silly, like you're young and stupid tweets. And I think those are always so funny um, oh when they come out right, right after the guys get drafted. There's gotta be someone that's like looking at these players that are drafted Okay, do they have a Twitter? Yeah, it was, I love to kiss titties. (laughs) That's what it was. (laughs) Tweeted uh, December 27th, 2011. Oh, man. Yeah, you would think, right? Like, at this, that's what's so insane to me at this day and age. Like, I I am a nobody, right? I am a nobody, except occasionally I do podcasts or radio, whatever. I have gone back and deleted old tweets, and I'm like, Oh, this is not good. You know, <laughs> you would think these idiots that are about to be worth millions and millions of dollars would have agents that would it takes like five seconds to just go through. I don't understand why they don't do it. Uh-huh. But it's and that's always my favorite part. <laughs> ah, that in um that end when Eli Apple got drafted and his mom tweeted out something like all these thirsty girls up in these players dms with their booty pics only jesus can quench your thirst that was that was a good one too (laughs) that's old yeah oh my goodness um yeah so i'll have to look and see if any old tweets pop up from uh these college kids yeah especially now that we're getting the eight oh gosh and it makes me feel so old saying this we're getting into the age where some of these uh, players might have had Twitter not not even that long ago, like when they yeah. were in high school, like back in 2015, and like, oh, like, ooh, mm. like, oh, this is what happened on October 29th, yep. 2016, yep. like, fun. <laughs> yep, yep, agreed. Uh, so our final, I guess our final portion of this, just because it kind of was revealed today, um, there was a little bit of an update on the Broncos ownership situation. Yeah. Uh, And by update, we mean nothing. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All that we got was there are more than five, but less than 20 suitable candidates to bid on the Broncos. Um, 
And from what I'm hearing is that they're hoping to have the ownership situation dealt with by the start of the 2022 season. Yeah, and there was, it's funny, I mean, not only, God, I say funny, people could have gotten hurt, but, you know, the Broncos stadium was on fire a couple days ago. Right. And it was, or maybe a week ago, I have no concept of time at this point. And it was like, (laughs) wait, but there's no owner. (laughs) Like, (laughs) If this place burns down, what like what would we do? Right. So I, I'm to- sure, I wonder if that was like, all right, let's we we gotta get this ball moving. I completely forgot about the fire because that was I think that happened. I think it was last Wednesday it happened, if I'm not mistaken, and that was just a whirlwind of the day. I just yeah. get this news notifications like you know, Ma, you know, the stadium was on fire uh, in Denver. I'm like, what? And then so I'm like looking through everything. I'm like, oh, well. Like apparently it was like some kind of electrical issue that caused it from my yeah. understanding. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, the good thing is it got contained before any real damage was done. I think they ended up saying yeah. it was like, oh. Uh, what was it like a hundred something seats that got impacted in a couple of the suites? Yeah, it, it ended up. That's why we can make jokes about it because you know it's some rich person's going to pay for it to be fixed and nobody got hurt. It's you know it, things will things will be just fine. <laughs> um. So let's see. First game of the regular season. Um. I mean, seeing as what Denver has done especially with the whole Russell Wilson thing, I assume someone's going to really come out. And my, I think I mentioned oh, this. Yeah, they got a lot more appealing with this Russell Wilson signing. Oh. Make no mistake about it. Oh, yeah. Um, I guess my – oh, what was the only thing? Um, wow, I lost my train of thought. I think, yeah, Kelly and I talked about it, like, back in February. Our only hope is that the new owner has – what's the word I'm looking for a specific word here that they are very involved with the, and they love football as much as like we do. It was something along those lines. Like, yeah. Like you don't want a Jerry Jones who gets in the way of his, of his team succeeding, but you also don't want like a, I don't know who's somebody that like, kind of like someone I'm better. I'm, I can't think of an NFL owner like this, but some of these baseball teams, right? When you look at how much money they're spending on players compared to like Mm -hmm. Yankees where it's like one Yankees player is getting that alone. Um, Yeah. You don't want that. You want them to care. You want them to care about winning. You want them. All right. We have a quarterback that's rootable. We have a coach that's rootable. Like let's get a, let's get an owner that fits that mold. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't want to Dan Snyder, you know, God, God. Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, now that now that you mentioned the whole, it's totally unrelated to Dan Snyder. Um, because of, for the longest time, it was supposed like they were trying to get it ready for Brittany Boland to take over. Like, mm-hmm. are, are are you as are you disappointed that it's not going to stay in the Boland tree? A million percent. Um, look, I'm not like super familiar with the family. I don't live in Denver, so it's not like my my the news feed I'm getting is about the royalty that is that family. Um, so I don't necessarily have the same relationship that I would say people that live in Denver might. 
but of course, right? Like he's a, you know, Pat's a hero. He, he loved the Broncos. You know, every time I hear this one's for John, my heart grows. So it's really unfortunate. Um, just that, that, you know, that an era has ended and it's really unfortunate. And again, I might be talking on my ass cause I, I'm not an expert on this topic, but it, it seems unfortunate that the decision among the family was literally like, well, if I can't have it, none of you could have it. We're selling. Um, mm-hmm. that, that's that I'm sure that's not what Pat wanted. So yeah. it, it's very, it reminds me kind of, of, um, on a much grander scale, the, what's the family that owns the Lakers? Oh, the bus family, the bus family. Yeah. How do you remember? Cause again, that, that, you know, I live in Southern California. I remember when Jeannie really wanted, Oh my gosh. What's who was she dating? The coach, um, the Lakers coach. Uh, couldn't tell you. Um, hold on, hold on. Bill Jackson. Right. So there was a whole thing where Phil Jackson retired. They were going to get him back. Amazing head coach. And then her brother was like, nah, I don't want to do this anymore. And there was all this drama. But yet, they still seem to all have a working relationship. And they, they've made keeping the team, keeping their dad's legacy going. And so it's just unfortunate that the same couldn't be said for the Bowling. Is it the, it's the Bowling family, right? I always say mm-hmm. it wrong. It's okay. <laughs> you know how I get so anxious when I pronounce names wrong. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, Yeah. It's, I was kind of really hoping it would have been Brittany because, like, so, like, the reason why we do, like, these podcasts on March, like, we, like, Kelly and I mentioned, like, we want to celebrate the women in history. Like, this would have been a huge stepping stone for women in the NFL. Having a female majority owner controlling an NFL franchise. Absolutely. That's something you don't see every day. I'm wearing my Ruth Bader Ginsburg as we speak. Ruth Bader Winsburg. <laughs> um, oh, one more thing before we do go. I do have one more final thought because I want to get your thought on this as, I guess, kind of as like a female. Um, and there's one guy on Twitter that like really gave me a hard time about it. And I really don't understand why. So... I wasn't huge on Cleveland giving Deshaun Watson so much money, especially with his legal situation. So I kind of want to get your thoughts on what your, will you, let me try that again. What are your thoughts on Cleveland giving a guy who has something that big on his shoulders I guess, and it's, I guess not really on his shoulders. Oh, gosh, that sounds so weird now. I'm no, I know what you're saying. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, no, I know what you're saying. So I'm going to give a complicated answer. Mm-hmm. And I've, like, been scared to tweet this out. So this is – you're getting some breaking news in terms of what goes on in Lindsay's head. So there, there's two <laughs> schools of thought. There is a school of thought that when there are 22 accusations, like – that, that, that's a lot of accusations. Like, 22 women did not conspire together to launch a crusade against him. You know, if you were to tell me one or two, that's a, that's a different conversation. We're talking 22. And we're talking, you know, at first, it was kind of like, yeah, we don't know. And then it was, you know, news was coming out where, you know, he was like, well, yeah, that did happen, but it was consensual. And I'm sorry, 
who has 22 different massage therapists? Like Mm -hmm. that's, that's insane. However, the other part of me says that we have, how do I phrase this? We have a due process. We have a court system. We have a legal Mm -hmm. system. Yep. We have decided that this is how people are determined to be guilty or innocent. Mm -hmm. And whether or not you think he is, that is what the system has decided. Mm -hmm. So I do think he needs to be treated as an, you know, he needs, I don't think he should be barred from the league, unfortunately, because the system has said that he is innocent. This is, you know, he has not been charged with anything. Mm-hmm. I don't enjoy saying that. I do think there is so much evidence. You know, it, it's clear to me that stuff was happening. So I don't love that. I, I, it sucks that this guy clearly did a lot of very bad things. Not only gets to continue in the league, got a fully guaranteed ginormous contract where he literally got to pick the team. That makes me sick to my stomach. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, the legal system says, I guess let's not say that he's innocent. The legal system says that he's not guilty. Mm-hmm. And that's how he has, that's how he needs to be treated as such when it comes to these things. Does he seem remorseful for any of his actions? No. Do I think it's gross that, so I actually, fun, fun little story. I interned for his agency when, during the time when he got drafted. So I actually helped him move. I have spoken to his agent many times. Mm. And so I like, I, I don't have a personal relationship, but I, you know, I have a relationship with him. And yes, it, it seems very gross. And it's exactly why after doing that internship, I realized I did not want to work in that industry because my the job was literally to make this creepy, gross guy rich right. and give him a bigger platform. Mm. And it, it's that's gross. And seeing, you know, seeing his agent celebrating it, seeing the agency celebrating it without even like so much untouching the remorse. Like if you're going to do that, then at least add like he's also getting involved with or a portion. Here's the easiest thing he could have done. A huge chunk of it could have been donated somewhere. Mm-hmm. But there's been none of that. And that to me is disgusting. So at the end of the day, will I ever root for the Browns? No. The reports that came out about how the Browns literally did like no research, completely believe that. That's gross. That's disturbing to me. Do I want to see Deshaun Watson succeed? No. Do I think though he needs to be barred from the league? Do I? No, because unfortunately, you know, the legal process said he is not guilty and that is, that's where we're at. (laughs) Very detailed and very yeah. thought out. I like yeah. it. Yeah, I'm not. And oh, here's mm-hmm. the other thing too. One, one last thing. Mm-hmm. I think the Browns are morons for giving a guy who clearly gets himself into trouble all the time mm-hmm. a fully guaranteed contract because you can't tell me that like this isn't going to happen again or at the very least, like I hate to say it, that somebody might not lie and say it happened and like there was always going to be draw and just I am there are two schools of thought there is the personal and emotional and there is a business side and right now I am strictly talking about the business side like there is going to be drama 
it's very likely another thing comes out. It's very likely he gets into more trouble and I see it crashing and burning for them. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, all that money guaranteed, like, uh, you sit to my stomach. Like, yeah, that's a it, big number. Yeah. And I think what made it so bad was that to me, it showed the brow. It, see, this is like really difficult to, that's why I didn't want like, that's why I said like on Twitter that I can't respect the Browns for giving a guy who has all that going on. And it kind of having like, was it over 230 million guaranteed? It's kind of like they didn't care. Like it was like a big slap in the face. Like who cares mm-hmm. what, what happened? I think that was the worst part of it all. Yeah, no, it sucks. It sucks all the way around. It's not, it's not fun. It's not fun to talk about. Again, it's why as soon as I did that internship, I did not want to work in that. When I realized your job in that industry is just to make bad people richer, you know, richer people richer. It's not a rewarding industry. And you know what, David Mulgetta? Kudos to you from a strictly business perspective. You did your job and you do it better than anyone else. Uh I hope, you know, good luck sleeping at night because I couldn't do it. Right. <laughs> and I think on that note that I am all tired out. Um, yeah, it's late where you are. Yeah. Um, so with that being said, um, we're hoping that we will be back after the NFL draft to cover the players drafted. And I'm assuming the 2022 schedule should be out by then, but I wouldn't be surprised Yee. if it's not. Um, oh, of course, right? I've been waiting. I live in Orange County. I've been waiting for years for the Broncos to come to the Rams. And of course, they finally do. Like, after the new stadium's built and it's, you know, much more expensive, Russell Wilson is now on the Broncos. So, they're, you know, their price goes up. And yeah. then the, the Rams are the returning Super Bowl champions. Like, it's, yeah. I, but I gotta go, right? I gotta go. Yeah. It's just gonna be like four times as much as it would have been last year. <laughs> Yeah, you'll get like two opportunities at least, right? Because of the yeah. Chargers. Yeah, usually I just get the one. Yeah, so and there that you go. stadium sucks because they sell Pepsi products. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I'm assuming that you're a Coke girl. Oh, I'm a Diet Coke girl. That Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, through and through. Well, Lindsay, I do want to thank you for coming on and talking. She's seems like three jam-packed weeks of news and i feel like we could have gone on another like we could have gone on all night there's so much to talk about but this was so fun thank you for having me on of course um where can the wonderful incomplete listeners find you if they want to connect with you or they want to read some of the stuff that you got out so you can find me on twitter at Lindsay bebo and that's spelled L-I-N-D-S-A-Y-B-E-B-O-U-T. And then I also released two articles a week, although I didn't release any last week, so I'm going to try and make up for it this week. Um, a week on Mile High Sports. Uh, it's been interesting because during the season, I you know I had specific pieces to write, and this season I'm at a little bit more freedom to chase the stories and see what's needed. So it's been fun. It's been fun. Um, trying to think of our outro um quite because it's normally kelly that does it so kelly oh. ap- ap- apologies if i mess this up 
questions, comments, suggestions, anything that you want to talk about, anything along those lines, and I'm sorry I'm butchering this, uh, you can reach Kelly at I Love Talib on Twitter, and you can reach me, Ty, at TyFlyGuy15 on Twitter. You can reach us both at the same time at in underscore com underscore pleat underscore two. And the reason why we go with the two is because, as Kelly says, because there are two of us. And any mailbag questions that you may have, um, we usually, we'll probably run that back again when the season starts up. Um, you can reach us at our email at, well not, it's not at, but in underscore com underscore feet at outlook.com. It's been so long since I've used that email. So funny story though, I use that email to email my boss thinking that I was using my work emails. Like, oh shit, <laughs> that would happen. I was like, I was like writing like, so I still get to keep this email. I'm like thinking like, thinking I was using my work email and like, because the whole student teaching thing. And it's like, yeah, you can still use your, you can still use the email you have. Um, and she listed the email. I was like, wait, why would she? And I look up like, oh no, <laughs> that would happen. But until we see you guys after the draft, um, Oh my gosh, there was an outro for that too. And I completely butchered that. Let me think about this. Um, oh, I remember. <laughs> um, unt, uh, you, might, you might tell me out this, Lindsay. Until next time. I'm stating too. G-O-B-R-O-N-C-O-S is yes, what she oh says. My God. Yes, 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 yes. So yes. let's try this again. Okay. And until next time. G oh we doing it at the same time? Okay. G-O-B-R-O-N-C-O-S. Go Broncos. Go Broncos. Thanks for listening to the Incomplete Podcast. Tune in next time for more Broncos news from two of your favorite fans. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and share the podcast with your friends and family. Go Broncos!